Okay. Agazinta Winter. Even though it's still the fall, but I guess we're calling it Alshem HaAsed. Welcome, everybody, to the new series on Sefer Bereshis, which is, again, generously sponsored by Dr. Zakheim Umeshpachta, Lila Nishmas, Rav Shloyme Eliezer Ben Harav Yaakov, Zakheim, and Lila Nishmas, her mother, Rivka Bas Tovia. We thank the Zakheim Mishpacha for once again sponsoring Sefer, uh, the next Sefer, and we wish them um, a Zman of Bracha V'Hatzlacha Yimali Hashem Kol Meshalas Libchem Latoiva. Okay, so we have a new season, as we mentioned, that uh, as soon as you finish uh, Devarim, you have to immediately start Bereshis. So even though we always try to uh, uh, continue with the Shiurim, but there is a certain urgency that when you finish uh, Devarim, to immediately start Bereshis, and we're Spalel HaKadosh Baruch Hu, should give us Siyata Deshmaya, and Chidushim, the upcoming Sefer, Gal Enai Vabita Neflois Mitayrasecha. Okay, so let's start with the following. We know Adam Arishon, he ate from the fruit. He ate from the tree. God said, you could eat whatever you want. Eat apples, eat pears, eat bananas, eat, um, I don't know what, eat mangoes, eat kiwi. Just don't eat from this tree. By the way, in the new upcoming Sefer, there's a piece, I don't know, uh, there might be a clip on it. What exactly was the Eitzadas? Was it a chita? Was it a... A te'ina? Was it a gefen? Was it an esroig? What kind of uh, fruit was it? And um, there are opinions, some services, it was all four. And uh, each, by the way, each yomtif, each one of the four yomtif in Pesach, Ruch, and Sukkot, and Shemitzah corresponds to one, uh, a different fruit of the Eitz Hadas, a different way to be mistaken in the Eitz Hadas. Anyway, other made from the Eitz Hadas, and God said, Ki You listened to your wife. When you ate from the tree, I told you not to eat from. And God laid it on. The earth is cursed because of you. You'll eat it in sadness. You're going to have thorns and thistles. You're going to shvitz for a living. People think they go to work and they come home all tired and say, that wasn't easy. When God said, he wasn't joking, he meant business. Comes the Gra, which uh, in the Sefer Hadras Kodesh, and it's brought in the Chumash Hagra, and at this point in history, ten Klawais were laid onto Adam Arishon. They are number one, Arura Adama. Number two, Toichlena. Number three, Koitz. Number four, Dardar. Number five, Yachaltas Esavasada. Number six, Bezea Sapecha. Number seven, Adshuvcha. Number eight, Kimimeno Lukachta. Number nine, Ki Afar Ata. Number ten, Vial Afar Tashuv. Nevertheless, even though Adam was, uh, ten Klawais were hurled onto Adam Harishain. Nevertheless, we're going to discover now there are a number of aspects of creation that were never ruined, impugned, sullied, dirtied by the sin of Adam Harishain. Now, some of these ideas we've mentioned, so to speak, Agav Orcha, in other shurim, but this is a 
a new subject. We're going to collect all the various aspects of the Bria that were not affected by the sin of Adam Rishon. Number one, after Adam ate from the fruit, God chased him out of Gan Eden. Like the Pesach says, Now Adam's going to be like one of us. And now maybe he's going to send forth his hand. So the Benish Chai asks in Adar Eliyahu, why did God say now he's going to send forth his hand? It should say, now he might eat from the Eitz HaChayim. What's the language of sending forth his hand? Why does it say, maybe he'll send forth his hand? Isn't the Chshash, he might eat from the Eitz HaChayim? Says the Ben Eshchai, look in the Sefer of the Ramam Mipano, the Asara Mamarais, Mamar Tzivais Hashem. That amazingly, by the Chet of the Eitz Hadas, it says, he ate. But it never says, he took it. He never took it. Rafal Yair, he never took the fruit. He didn't take it. He opened up his mouth and he just bit into it without touching it. It doesn't say, Vayikach. He never used his hands. You know why he never used his hands? Because the Gemara, because before he sinned, he was a tzaddik. And the Gemara in Chulin says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't bring Takala Al Yidei Tzaddikim through the hands of Tzaddikim. God always protects the hands of Tzaddikim. So when Chava said, Hey Adam, you want to eat? Alarishan opened up his mouth. And he ate it like, I don't know, like he bit it off the tree. But he never touched it. Adam never sullied his hands with the Yitzhadas. Why? Because before he sinned, he was a tzaddik. And the Gemara in Chulim says on him and Beis, Ein HaKadosh Baruch Hu mevi takala al yedei tzaddikim. God doesn't bring ruination to the hands of tzaddikim. And therefore, says the Ben Ishchai, when Koihanim bless the people, they don't stand on their head <coughs> and bless with their feet because the feet were involved in the sin of Eitz and they don't just bless with they lift up their hands because the hands are the purest part of the body maybe that's why we emphasize Neki Chapayim the cleanliness of the hands the hands are pristine <coughs> from the sin of the Eitz that's why says the Ben Chai Hashem was worried at least Adam has one part of his body that's not solid. But now that he ate from the Eitz Hadas and he's not a tzaddik anymore, Pen Yishlach Yodoy. I'm afraid now that he's not a tzaddik and Hashem only protects the hands of tzaddikim. But now that Adam is not a tzaddik, now he might take the Eitz Hachayim with his hands and then there'll be nothing left that's unsullied. So that's the idea that the Rebun Shalom was very careful not to um, allow Adam to have his hands ruined because Ein HaKadosh Baruch Hu Mevi Takala Al Yedei Tzadik. And so that's the first part of Adam that's unsullied, the Yadayim. By the way, that's why we're Mesfalel on Matzah Shabbos. V'hinoyam Hashem Aleinu God should establish the work of our hands because our hands are the purest part of the body. That's why the Pasuk says about David HaMalach in Shmuel Aleph, Perak Yudchaz, Pasuk Yud. V'david menagin biyadoi. David played the harp with his hands. Of course the hands. What else? He played it with his nose? No, because the hands were pure 
and David HaMelech was the Tikkun of Adam Arishain, and therefore he wanted to be Menagin Takadosh Baruch with Yadav Shaloi Nifkamu, and that's why David is Mespalel and Tehillim. Yigmeleni Hashem Kitsidki, God should give me payment in accordance with my righteousness. Kivar Yadai, like the purity of my hands. Next. So that's the first part of Adam that didn't sin. <clears throat> Next. The Ramami Pano in Parakyud Gimel reveals another secret. That there's another Aver of Adam Arishon that didn't sin. Who remembers? This is from an old, old Shir. You know what else didn't sin from the sin of Adam Arishon? That when. Ah, very good. Was it Gedalia? Is that you? Yeah. They say Gedalia Schwartz sometimes listens to Safu Shiurim, you know? But um, it's very good, Gedalia, that we know that when Adam Rishon sinned, even his voice box also did a small sin by denying the Taiva of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that God gave him a wife, and Adam was Kafar B'Taiva when he said, Ho'isha Asher Nasati Imadi. However, we're going we're gonna to identify exactly where in the throat Adam didn't sin. The Ramami Pano says precisely, the Shipoi Koiva, the covering of the windpipe. There's like a covering of the windpipe and that remained clean and that's where the soul of Moshe Rabbeinu was hanging out in the Shipoi Koiva and a little bit in the Gargaras. And that did not participate from the sin. When Adam ate from the Eitz it did not nourish the inside of the Kone called the Shipoi Koiva and inside the Gargaras. And the Ramami Pano says, the soul of Moshe Rabbeinu was hanging out there. This is something we once discussed. And that is why the Ramami Pano says, God spoke out of the voice box of Moshe Rabbeinu. Because since Moshe was in the throat of Adam, that did not sin by the head of Eitz Hadas. So Moshe Rabbeinu's throat, his voice box was pure, and the Rebbe Hashem spoke out of his voice box. Furthermore, the Ramami Pano explains that this is the reason why, when why uh, um, Moshe Rabbeinu was allowed to separate from his wife, he was the only person in history who was permitted to separate from his wife. Why? Because why does Adam Harishon must be with his wife? as a tikkun for the chet of the Eitz Hadas. But since Moshe Rabbeinu did not participate in the Eitz Hadas, because he was hanging out in the Kone, in the Shipoi Koive of Adam Arishon, therefore he was rewarded that he was, he was not subject. He did not, he did not have the responsibility to be, uh, so to speak, tethered El Ishtoi. And that's why when Aaron and Miriam criticized Moshe. Who does Moshe Rabbeinu think he is that he separated from his wife? So what did God said? Moshe Rabbeinu is trustworthy. I don't understand. Why is God saying to Aaron and Miriam that Moshe is trustworthy? They didn't accuse Moshe of robbing a bank. If Moshe, if they accuse Moshe of robbing the bank, so Hashem should say to Miriam and Aaron, Ah, oh, Moshe is trustworthy. If they accuse Moshe of taking money from the pushka, so God should say, Neman who is trustworthy. 
But they accused him of separating from his wife. So what, why is God saying, no, he's trustworthy? Who cares if he's trustworthy? Why is he allowed to separate from his wife? The answer is, says Ramami Pano, they wanted to know, how could he separate from his wife? God said, because he was trustworthy when I told Adam not to eat from the Eitz Hadas. He listened to me. So since, since he listened to me and he didn't listen to his wife, he doesn't have to listen to his wife anymore. Meaning, what's the reason why Ish is is uh, must listen to Ishtai? Because since he listened to her when she gave him the fruit, so forever now, he's responsible to her. But Moshe did not listen to Chava. When Chava said, Hey Adam, would you like some, uh, some, um, some fruit soup? Some, uh, delicious cocktail that made out of the Eitzadas? And uh, Adam said, Yeah, and Moshe in the throat, he said, No. So now he's no longer tethered to his wife. Ah! So now comes the Tzaddik of Ranana, the Ben Lo Ashri, in Parashas Vashanan. And he says, this is the reason why Moshe Rabbeinu was born Mahal. The reason he was born circumcised. Says the Tzaddik Ranana, why is a person born with an Arla, a foreskin, which is like a defect? That's the result of the sin of the Eitz Hadas. But because Moshe did not participate in the sin of the Eitz Hadas, he was born already circumcised. And then, you ready for this story? This is a story, unbelievable story. This is a story about the Rizhoner. They once came to the Rizhoner and he was drinking coffee. And they said, Rebbe, why don't you have sugar in the coffee? He said, I have sugar in between my fingers. And they said, Rebbe, but the coffee is bitter and you're not putting the sugar in your mouth. He said, my fingers are able to digest the sugar. They said, what? He said, why should only a mouth be able to eat? The whole body should be able to eat. The answer is because of the sin of the Eitz Hadas, the, the limbs fight each other. So you have to ingest the food. But if somebody was not participating in the sin of the Eitz Hadas, they could put a piece of sugar on their knuckles, and it would just go into the body, and the whole body would be nourished. The Rishner says, when Adam ate from the Eitz Hadas, my soul ran away. Therefore, my body is pure from the sin of the Eitz Hadas. I put sugar between my fingers. Look, it's not there anymore. It was absorbed into my bloodstream through my fingers. The Rishner said that his soul did not participate in the sin of the Eitz Hadas. Where was it? According to the story, it ran away. But uh, based on what we're saying, there is this concept like Moshe Rabbeinu, whose neshama did not participate in the sin of the Eitz Now, just off the bat, there's another neshama whose sin did not participate in the sin of the Eitz And this is another Ramami Pano, quoted by Reb Chaim Falaji in the Sefer Berchas Mayadecha L'chaim, also brought in the on Drush Aleph, and also brought in the Sefer Yismach Moshe and Parshas Vayechi. And that is, you know who else was hanging out in the Kana? Let me share with you a Gemara Masechta Tainis on Dafhem and Beis. Rav Nachman and Rav Yitzchak were sitting at a Suda. Rav Nachman says to Rav Yitzchak, Rav Yitzchak, Zagibur, say over a nice Dvar Torah. So Rav Yitzchak said, this is what Rav Yochanan said, you're not allowed to converse at a Suda because you might be maktim the kana to the veshet. In other words, Rav Nachman asked Rabbi Yitzchak to say something. So Rabbi Yitzchak said, number one, you can't talk at a meal because you might advance the kana to the veshet, the windpipe to the food pipe. And number two, he said, 
Yaakov Avinu Loimes, Yaakov never died. What do these two teachings have to do with each other? Number one, you might advance the windpipe to the food pipe. And number two, Yaakov Avinu never died. Says Reb Chaim Falaji, this indicates that besides Moshe Rabbeinu who was hanging out in the Kaneh, Yaakov Avinu also was hanging out in the Kaneh. He also did not participate in the sin of the Yitzhadas. That's the connection between Shema Yaktim, Kaneh, Leveshet, and Yaakov Avinu, Loimes. By the way, <clears throat> Yaakov Avinu never died because he never participated in the sin of the Yitzhadas. So, so far we have the hands, and we have the inside of the windpipe. Here is the third uh, aspect of man that never participated in the sin of the Eitz and this is not a limb, it's a sense. The Gemara Masech Tabrachas Mem Gimel Ahmed Beis asks, how do you know you make a bracha on smell? Pasuk says, Koyla nishama tehalel ka hallelujah you have to thank Hashem for every breath. You have to thank Hashem. What's something that the soul gets benefit from? That's smell. So from here we learn out you have to make a bracha on smell. So the holy B'nai Yisachar asks, Why do I need a drasha that you have to make a bracha on smell? The Gemara says, a klalan, daf Svarahu, It's a logic. You can't get Hanar from this world without a blessing. So why is he asking, Oh, how do you know you have to make a bracha on smell? Of course you have to make a bracha on smell. Why? You have to make a bracha on any pleasure. Why would smell be any less? Says the Holy B'nai Yisachar, You ever notice that by the sin of the Eitz Hadas, it says, Vateresh, she saw. So the, the eyes were involved. She ate. So the taste buds. She gave it. Touching. They listened. But we don't find that they smelled it. Nobody smelled the Eitzhadas. Says the B'nai Yisachar, from here we see that the, the sense of smell remained in its pristine form from before the sin. Smell did not participate in the sin of the Eitzhadas. And therefore, what's the reason we make a bracha? The concept of a bracha is to be mevarer, to clean out, to, to select the good from the bad. Because by the sin of the Eitzhadas, Ra got mixed into everything in this world, but something that remained pure, Ra never got mixed into. So you would think you don't have to make a bracha on smell, because the whole purpose of a bracha is to clean out the Ra from the toiv. But there is no Ra in Reach, and therefore I would think you don't make a bracha, and that's why I need a special drasha. Now, says the B'nai Yisachar, that's why the Gemara says when Mashiach comes, how do you know if someone's Mashiach? Well, because he he has he gives you a business card. I'm, I'm Mashiach. Call me. My hours are nine to two on Tuesday to Thursday. How do you know if someone's Mashiach? The Gemara says Vaharicha Biras Hashem. If he could smell out a case, if he could use his sense of smell to smell out a case, that's Mashiach. Because Mashiach, who's the 
the Gilgal of Adam Arishon, he has the sense of smell in its purest form. That's how you know somebody is Mashiach. By the way, the Bnei Yisachar says that's why the characters in the Purim story, Mordechai, Mardarar, fragrant aroma, Hadassah, Esther, fragrant aroma, because since Purim is like a page out of Olam Haba, therefore all the characters are connected to the sense of smell. So we have, number one, the hands. Give me, put your hands together. The hands are uh, pure. Number two, maybe that's another pshat in why by a Levaya, the Gemara says Ma'ikaton, they would clap their hands together. Perhaps it's a tefillah that they should be, they want to go back to an era before the sin of the Eitz Hadas when there was no Misa. They're like being This You know why this happened? Because we're no longer pure, only the hands are pure. And then the other thing that remained pure is the Kana, the Shipoi Hakoiva. And the third item that remained pure is the sense of smell. Now, watch this. This is Mamish amazing. It says in Shulchan Aruch, you should set your table, Matzah Shabbos, in order to escort the Shabbos, even if you're only going to eat a Kezayis. So there's a Chiyav to eat a Malava Malka, and the simple reason is to escort out the Shabbos. But the Levush gives another reason, and that is a person has one Aver, it's called Naskoi, and it doesn't get Hana from any eating, only from Matzah Shabbos. So there's this limb that a person has, it's called the Naskoi, and the Naskoi is only Nene from Sudas Malava Malka. But the Elia Rabbah adds another thing. He says that this Naskoi is called the Luzbon. And a person was created from the Luzbon. The droplet that a person comes from was created from the Luzbon. And when a person dies, the Luzbon never disintegrates. Even if it would be burnt in fire, it wouldn't burn. It cannot be ground in a mill. It cannot be shattered with a hammer. And from the Luzbon, a person will have Tchiyas HaMesim. You know why the Luzbon never could be destroyed? Because the Luzbon is only Nene from Sudas Malava Malka. Which means when Adam ate from the Eight Sadas on Friday, it nourished his whole body, but it didn't feed the Luzbon. Because the Luzbon is not Nene from eating on Friday. It's only Nene from eating on Matzah Shabbos. So the Naskoi, the Luz, is not, was not Nene from the sin of the Eight Sadas. And that's why a person will have Tchiyas HaMesim from the Luzbon, because the Luzbon can't die, because it was not Nene from the sin of the Eitz Hadas. So that's the fourth item that remains pure from the Eitz Hadas. You have the Hentelach, you have the windpipe, you have the sense of smell, and the Luzbon. The Luzbon was not Nene from the sin of the Eitz Hadas. Now here's another Geshmaka one. The Gemara says in Chul and Yedayin Mabez, if you want to check a knife, you check it on your finger and your nail to test if the knife is smooth. Toysva says, why? But you're not using a knife to, to cut fingers, you're using a knife to cut throats. So why would you check it on your finger and your and your nail? Says Toysva, your flesh is like the food pipe and your nail is like the windpipe. Your flesh feels like the the food pipe and the nail f- feels like the windpipe. Revelisha Chaim Horowitz, Shlita, 
a Rav in Lawrence in his Sefer Bechia, he explains why is it that the nail is like the windpipe. He says very interestingly, because we know before Adam Harishon was created, excuse me, before Adam Harishon sinned, his whole body was full of nail. Right? Adam Harishon, before his sin, his body was covered in fingernail, in nail. That means the nail represents something that was pre-sin. And then when he sinned, the nail shriveled up and only remained on his finger. So the nail is something that exists from before the sin. And the kane, the windpipe, also didn't participate in the sin. The reason why the fingernail is identical to the windpipe, says Rav Horowitz, is because they're both items that are transcend the sin of Adam Arishon. The nail was the entire body of Adam Arishon before the sin, and the windpipe did not participate in the sin. Now, Marv Raboisai. There's So it comes out, there are five items that did not participate in the sin of Adam Arishon. The hands, <clears throat> the windpipe, the sense of smell, the luz bone, and the fingernail. There is one place in the world that also is above the sin of Adam Rishon. In Perkeyavah's Parakeh, Mishnah Dalet, it says ten miracles occur to our forefathers in the base of Mikdash. A woman did not miscarry, and the meat did not rot, and there were no flies in the butcher shop, and the Kohen Gadol did not see carry, and the rain did not extinguish the fire. And Rabbi Yosef Yaivitz, the Chassid Yaivitz, says, what's the commonality between all of these ten miracles that occurred in the Beis HaMikdash? All of these miracles are above and beyond the degeneration of the sin of Adam Arishan. If the meat didn't disintegrate, it didn't rot, and there were no flies, all of these things are natural consequences of breakdown and disintegration. But the Beis HaMikdash is above and beyond the sin of Adam HaRishon. And therefore the Beis HaMikdash, there was no death, there was no carry, there was no breakdown, there was no disintegration. So that means the Beis HaMikdash is, so to speak, like a microcosm of what life was like before the sin of the Eitz Hadas. Perhaps we could humbly suggest, the Gemara and Bracha says on Davches, they told Rabbi Yochanan, they're old people in Bavel. Rabbi Yochanan says, it's impossible, you can only live long in Israel. It says, And then they told Rabbi Yochanan, no, don't worry, in Bavel they come early to Shul and they stay late in Shul, that's why they live long. The Marsha asks, why does that explain why they live long? But the Pasuk says, you can only live long in Eretz Yisrael. Perhaps we could suggest that if, a base ham, if the shul is like a base hamikdash, the same way the base hamikdash, there was no misa, there was no degeneration, it was not subject to the curse of Adam Arishon. If you come early to shul and you stay late, the more time you spend in shul, the more protected you are from the sin of Eitz Hadas. So in the shul, there's no death, there's no misa, because the shul is like a mikdash ma'aren and the base hamikdash. It, it transcended the sin of, of Adam Rishan. Accordingly, we could explain, the Medrash says that after the sin of the Eitz Hadas, God said to Adam, Ayeka! 
The Medr says that call, call of Ayaka is similar to Eicha. That what God was lamenting after the sin of the Itzhadas is similar to the lament over the Chorim Beis HaMikdash. What's the connection between the sin of the Itzhadas that God said Ayaka Eicha and the destruction of Beis HaMikdash? The answer is the same way Adam Arishain lived in a Gan Eden, and in that Gan Eden there was no decomposition, and there was no Misa, and there's no breakdown, and there's no degeneration, and he ruined that. He brought all these colors to the world. So God lamented Ayeka Echa. So to the base Hamikdash was like Gan Eden before the sin, and there was no breakdown, and there was no Misa, and there's no degeneration, and we lament Echa. In other words, Adam Arishon's sin is very analogous to the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. These were both a ending of a realm that was above and beyond the sin of the Eitz Hadas. And perhaps this is why we end Megillah Seicha, Hashiveinu Hashem Eilach Menashuvah Chadesh Yameinu Kikadem. At the end of Eicha, which is a tefillah to rebuild the Beis HaMikdash, we say, God, don't rebuild the Beis HaMikdash, Bring us back to the days of Kedem. Kedem is sort of reminiscent of Adam Rishon in Gan Eden. Why are we invoking Adam Rishon in Gan Eden in Eicha? The answer is because because of the sin of the because of the sin of because of Chorben Beis Hamikdash, the world was now hurled into an existence subject to all the klalos of the Eitz Hadas. So the tefillah of rebuilding the Beis Hamikdash is bring us to an existence that's above and beyond the, the sin of the Itzadas, which is Chadesh Yaminu Kikadem. But here's the good news, Rabbi Say. Even though we live in a world of ten Klalois, but at least we still have a, a basis, a remnant, a She'eris of items that remained as pristine as they were before the sin of the Itzadas. And they are the hands. So you want to keep your hands clean. That's why the Kohanim bless us with the hands. We're mispalo v'hinoyam Hashem lo'ikeinu aleinu masa yodeinu kanan aleinu. And we have the kana, And that's why Moshe uh, was on such a high madrega and Yaakov avinu loimeis. And we have this, the sense of smell. And we have the luzbon that we feed every Matzai Shabbos. And we have the nail and, of course, we have our Beis HaMikdash today, which is the Beis HaKnesses, which is the realm that is above and beyond sin. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for this first shir on Sefer Bereshis. Wishing everybody Zman of Bracha v'Hatzlacha with Shabbos Bereshis ahead of us. Haba Leinu L'Toiva. Everyone should have a Gesunta winter and fall and all the upcoming seasons. Bracha v'Hatzlacha. Have a wonderful night. Call Tov. All the best. Bye-bye.